we've got it. So, uh, okay. yeah, let's uh, let me just do my usual checks, man. I'm yeah, I'm excited to be speaking to you, man. It's a it's a bit of an honour for me to be to be chatting with you tonight. So, thank you for doing that. No, no, it's great. That's cool, All right? Let's. No, uh, thank you. Oh no, you're welcome. We're live, bro. We are live. So, Michael's okay. right in the house, man. Michael's right in the house. Um, <laughs> mate, l- listen to this introduction, man. I, I, British and Commonwealth uh, European heavyweight title holder, also winner of prize fighter. I think you uh, pipped Matt Scouten to that one, if I'm not not mistaken. There shared the ring with. Uh, do you know uh, what's that guy called? Anthony Joshua shared the ring Anthony, with him. <laughs> Anthony Joshua. Um, we sparred some pretty big names as well. The Furies, Dylan White, Klitschko. You've been in with some like massive, massive hitters. Yeah, I've been in with I've been in with uh with, with a lot of great fighters. Um yeah, from from like champ like European champions to uh to world champions, yeah. Yeah, man. The first thing that, that sprung to mind, I mean, you're still a young guy, right? Like I hope you don't mind me shouting out your age. 40, 45, 46? 46. Yeah, 46. Right. How when we're talking about goals and like purpose and excitement in life, how do you ever recreate something as good as that? So when you when you're getting belts strapped around your waist and you're you're fighting all these big names and you know you you're, you're fighting on the big stage, how how do you how do you ever like uh, replicate that going forward once you've once you've left the, the competitive sport of boxing? What, what do I have to do? Yeah, how do how do you replicate that? So all that excitement of, of fighting these big names, these big people, like how do you right, replicate that going forward when it comes to goals and you know getting yourself motivated? You know when you fought at such a high level, like how, yeah, what, you know how do you transition from being on centre stage to not being uh, competitive in the ring anymore? Um, fitness basically. Um, keep you know getting you know, a um. Keep myself fit, um, getting stronger. Just yeah, I, I still train. I still train now, like train hard. Like I'm, I'm going for a fight. I do. I still train. Just keep me, keep me uh, motivated and keep me, keep my mind channeled. You know, and then, then I carry that into. Obviously, I carry that into. Uh, I do personal training. I do one to one boxing fitness, and um, yeah, I it's you know being a, being a boxer one thing, but. Being a trainer is another. So I've been um, been training for a while now. So I just yeah, I, I take it in with me to shine uh, down onto yeah. the, onto the, my clients. Yeah, man. Have, and try to all... try to motivate them as well. Yeah, I'm sure, man. Have you always been a have you always been a fighter? Then is this is this something that was like in you from from the start, or was this something you discovered a bit later on in life? Like, how, how does someone find out that they're a they're a fighter and they want to do that for a living? Well, I, I, when I was young, when I when I was a kid, I, I was you know, sometimes I was I was quite hot headed, and I was asked to watch uh, a lot of boxing with my dad, uh, Hamad Ali, uh, Tyson, etc. And I was always shadow boxing, and I was always shadow boxing to the fights. And you know, my dad obviously saw that I took an interest to it. And my mum wasn't wasn't so keen being eight, and um, she's like, no, he's not doing it. So I um, when I when I was thirteen, um. I decided to like I wanted to get into boxing, and um, yeah, my dad took me to a club in Reading, um, and it was the wrong, it was the wrong day. It was it was kickboxing, so I did kickboxing for a little while. Then um, my mate, uh, my mate Simon Simon Titus, he um, 
because Marco found I found a, a good bossa club is in Woodley in Reading. So yeah, we all went down there as like a bunch of us. And uh, that's that that's where it all started. And obviously one by one, my friends obviously they they disappeared to other things and I was the only one who he kept going. So from the age of eight, that that was it, man. You were sold on. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I was quite, yeah, I was quite quick tempered and stuff, you know. And uh, obviously, I I channeled my energy into into boxing. And once, yeah. obviously, once I was there, once I was there, punching the bags and sparring, my 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 quick temper was like was just was just gone. It was just like I just took it out. Into, I took it into the ring, training. It just yeah. I was more. I was. I don't know how to control myself. Yeah. Yeah, well, and be very, be very disciplined. Yeah, I think that's that's the challenge now. Do you not think for a lot of young young people? So you can you can imagine that that parents might not want their kids in a in a in a boxing ring, but also you don't want your kids sat on a computer all day, not getting outside, not being healthy, not exercising either. So it's a it's a tough choice if you you know um, if you if your young child wants to go and start start boxing, but. Would you say that it really helped you then in terms of like learning how to conduct yourself, uh, how to be disciplined, uh, and not only how to handle yourself, but just how to like live a live a decent life? Yeah, it did. It did. It taught it taught me. Obviously, like taught me discipline. It, you know, channel my energies. Um, you know, and, and I'm I was more controlled. My temper was more controlled. Um, I was never I was never like, on the streets fighting or. Practicing my stuff on the street. Some some boxers, you know, they start off and they they they, they get good and start taking taking to the streets. But I was never that. I was always um I was always conducting myself in a, in in a manner, you know. And obviously, I have good people behind me. My trainer George and Ricky. That they you know they they sometimes I'll be at home on a Saturday evening. I get a phone call. I said, uh, Michael, do you fancy fighting tonight? I was like, um, I could, I could, yeah. I was, I jumped out, got my gear ready. My mum said, "Where are you going?" I said, "I've got a boxing match." And uh, obviously, my mum, my mum panics when I'm every time I'm fighting. She can't sleep until she finds out oh, I'm okay. She, she doesn't care about me win or lose. She wants me to win, obviously, but she's more worried about my health. Yeah, so she, yeah. So I, um, yeah. So yeah, I just said yes. Yeah. So I went out there and and fought. I thought, I'm not doing nothing Saturday, and this happened quite often. But I, I bet I'm chilling. I just get the phone call, you know. So I, I was always up for for a challenge, yeah. So how much notice did you get with these big fights? Then you know the 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 anti Joshuas and the Pulevs that you fought. Like, did did you have like, full training camps for those, or were you just just ready to fight whenever? I never, I never had full training camp with um like with Pulev. Um, cut a long story short, I was in Russia sparring with Alexander Vetkin. so I was there for a whole month. Me and Travis Walker. And um, yeah, I, I caught pneumonia. And the last week, I caught pneumonia, and um, I was really, really ill. Like one more day, one more day there, and I, I definitely think I, I would have been here. I would have been, I would have been dead. Um, so obviously, um, Teddy Atlas at the time, he was there. He, he, he said he sent me. Um, he's got my ticket a day early to get back because I look, I look terrible. So, um, yeah, I got back. I was in hospital for five days. Um, you know, all the antibiotics and stuff, I think was just, yeah, shooting through me, all the medication. And then um, when I got a bit better, um, obviously I got, I got, Jim got a call. I think I was just start by training, but I still, I haven't recovered from pneumonia. I haven't totally recovered. And I, Jim got a phone call for me to fight Pulev. 
But I, was, I thought about it and I thought, well, uh, I wasn't too sure. I'm not really 100%, but I thought, you know what, what why not? So <laughs> I said to Jim, I go, yeah, I'll take it, I'll take it. So we went out there and, um, yeah, Jim said, look, Mike, it's not 100%, you know, you're going to win this fight because you're not 100%. you still got a bit of an immunity. Just go out there, look after yourself and just, I mean, do your best. So that's why um, it, the fight was kind of like one way in the kind of way. I just wasn't, I was, I wasn't very well. And Pulev, I think Pulev's team knew because Jim obviously told him that he's not 100%. He's not 100%. So, you know, um, I lasted nine rounds. I, I wanted to carry on to 12 rounds, but Jim said, no, that's enough. He goes, listen, it's one way traffic now. There's no way you're going to come out from this unless you knock him out. I mean, at the moment now, you're not really throwing much. So save it for another day. And I was like, no. So he called the referee over said, the ref, no more. And he gets to save it for another day. So yeah, that's, that's how that fight came about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pula's top, top huh? fighter, isn't he? Top draw fighter. So, like, you know, do you ever look back and think, you know, with a bit more, um, with a bit more prep, if I'd have had a bit more notice, like, I could have gone further than. Than what I reach because, like you say, if you're getting these the, the the call, well, one I guess it it forces you to stay ready. Yeah, it's like you never get the training camp because the, the you know I know a few boxers and they have similar experiences. The the phone rings the night before, and, and they roll the dice and they fight. Well, I'm definitely definitely if I had if I had uh, proper 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 population for this fight, um, the fight I took short notice, it would yeah definitely it would have been a different result. Hundred percent, you know. If I had, if I had Pulev, eight weeks, six weeks training, that you know, it he, he, he would have been a tough fight for him. I would have really, really made it hard for him and stuck it on him. And probably, I probably might have got robbed, but I would definitely would have won, you know. And um, obviously, with like with like Joshua, that that it was short notices again, you know what I mean. But um, the the strength and conditioning side, when I thought Joshua was very good, but the boxing side. Wasn't really happening. I think Jim. I think Jim and the team just thought, you know, Joshua's the new kid on the block. It's just a payday, you know. And I, I, would, I thought to myself, if I had proper time, proper preparation, I'm not saying I would have beat Joshua, but I would have gave him more of a, more of a hard time. Yeah, man. How yeah. hard? How hard does he bang? Like, because you've been hit by some big, big hitters, man. Is he? Is he up there with one of the guys that is the hardest? Yeah. He, listen, he can bang a bit. He's a big man. He's six foot seven. He's you know, 18 hour stone. He's he, and he's not just he's a he's a great athlete. You know what I mean? He's um for big man, he's he's good. But um the hardest, the hardest I've been hit, I would say, world class is Corey Sanders, the South African. Mm. Oh mate, that was that was mad power. And the thing is, it's not like he's got, you know he's not Joshua's obviously got the size. He's he's built well built, but with Sanders, he he did have he's have no much definition. Just like a normal businessman. Um, I'm, I shook his hand. I had small hands, and I knew, I knew, I knew it was a big punch anyway. But then, when I got in there, and the bell went, and he, he, we went out there, and he whacked me with a couple of good shots. I said to myself, Man, "I'm in trouble." I knew you straight away. He, he, he hit my arm. I blocked a shot. I hit my arm, and it shattered through my body. I wow. said, "Man, this is, this is, this is something else." And I think, um, when he passed away, um, Hasim Rachman, he, and a few other heavyweights said the same thing, like. This is the hardest they've ever been hit is uh, Corey Sanders. I spoke to um, Vladimir and Vitaly Kiske in the camp and I said, what do you feel of Corey Sanders' punch? And uh, Vitaly, Vitaly is just like, whoa, because, mate, that's, that's different, different class, man. I mean, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So, how did your career like come to an end? Because I know you had quite a lot of fights at the back end of your career. Like, how old was it when you said, "Joe, I'm done with this sport. It's, it's kind of, it's not for me anymore, or, or, or I don't want, don't want any part of it." How old were you at that stage? I never. I'm not retired, mate. I've never He's retired. Still fighting, bro. No. <laughs> Listen, I haven't fought in about maybe three years, three and a half years. Um, but I, I always kept saying to them, "I want one more. I want one more." There's always that one more, you know what I mean? But I, I basically, basically, I just want, I, I just want to win, get, get a win or couple of fights, and then quarter day. But I've never officially retired, no. Right, okay, mate. Yeah, so this is what I was talking about purpose earlier. That, you know, it must be such a hard sport to come out of because, like you said, there's always that. Like, because if you end on a loss, I guess you, you, you want to end on a win. And then if you win, that feeling must be incredible. Like, you know, I mean, how this is what I was trying to say. Like, how can you replicate that? going forward it must be hard for somebody at your level to 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 say i'm done because it must be must be pretty cool to 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 be so competitive in what you love yeah it is it is it is it is it's hard because you know that's all you've done that's all you know from when you're 13 and it wasn't like i it wasn't like i was boxing for a bit then left it and then come back i was from 13 up to now i've always been like i was always in the gym I've had to go sparring, I've had to go training camp, I was everything. I gave boxing everything. So it's hard to then like when, when you know it's the end of your career, but when you know you're past your best and it's like, you know, it is done, it's like, well, I mean you, you can't really get that you ain't it's hard to get that feeling. That's why boxers keep coming back. They keep, you know, like Shannon Briggs and you know, Ben Hopkins, you, you can really stop. But it's, it, it, you can't, and around Holyfield, you know, you, that feeling when you're going into the ring and you're walking out, the, the crowd, the noise, the atmosphere, the glory, it's it's hard. That's that's why boxers can't really, it's hard for them to like, say, you know what, I'm done, I'm retired. And then, you know, like a year later or two, well, I'm coming back. No, I, can, I mean, we'll watch it, you know, and we, we want to be the boxers. We want to do the entrance walk and we want to get in the ring, like, you know. Yeah. You know, if you if you love the sport of boxing, then you guys are our, like our heroes. You know, we want what you've got. So I imagine it's you know it's hard to give up. I mean, that you know, let's face it, it's 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 not nice getting smacked in the face all the time. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah. no, it's not. But, I mean, but, at the end of the day, you, you you've got to, you've got to look after yourself, and you know? you've got to look after yourself the best you can. You know, even if you're um, like a lot older, you still want to go in there. You just you just got to box smart. It's not. It's not about. It's not so much about being brave anymore. It's about being being smart. And you have to be. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously you got to be careful. Yeah. Do you, Do you worry about like your, your your safety? Like every time you step in the ring, or, or do you have to forget that as a boxer? Can you Can you not let that enter your head? No, I I'll, I'll always say a prayer before I go out. Yeah. And I always pray that it's not so much like oh, yeah, I want to win. I always pray that me and my opponent after the fight we come out with our health. Intact, and for me, that's the main thing. You know, that's 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 the main thing in boxing that you come out of boxing healthy because it's um yeah, it can be quite when you see boxers who've been injured and like you know like Michael Watson and and Jeremy McLennan, yeah. and then you had these other fighters who who've died in the ring and died in their sleep. It's, yeah, it's quite frightening. Yeah, that that's why I always think you know when you're taking the fights on last minute, it's almost like. Obviously, you know, you decide to take the fight, but yeah, 
you have a question whether it's fair or not. Like, you know, because like you say, you're getting in the ring with, I mean, you're heavyweight as well. Like, you, 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 when you get hit in heavyweight, you get hit, right? You, it, It's dangerous. So do you ever think that in boxing sometimes, like, there needs to be better rules around the whole last-minute phone calls? Because, you know, if you're a fighter and you need the cash and you want to fight, you'll fight. But there's an element to me there where you've got to be careful when people are stepping in the ring with the likes of Klitschko's and quality fighters like that. That, yeah, like, that... Do you think that's where it could get a little bit more dangerous than what it needs to be, or or am I am I off on that one? Yeah, cool. I've never I've, I've never really thought of it really, to be fair. But um, it it can be, it can be. Yeah, it's, you've got to be careful because if you're not if you're not in, you know, I, I'm I'm always a guy who's always in the gym or doing some, doing some kind of fitness or doing some kind of work that 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 relates around fitness. I've never been someone who's just like stumps and then piles all over weight and then get a phone call and like, oh, bleh, I'm like 20, I'm like three stone over. I've always been in quite a decent shape. So, um, you, you, yeah, you've got to be in some kind of, you've got to be in some kind of decent shape really for your health. But for those, yeah, for those who, like, I've never seen, uh, do you know, do you remember the heavyweights? I was his name? Solo Montana. Solo no. Montana. No. So he was like he was like he was he was a big he was a Mexican strong puncher cruiserweight. Then he went up to heavyweight. Now, right. so basically, do you remember Jonathan Banks? Yes. So Jonathan Banks, we were all training on a at a Klitschko camp, and then we and then we all supposed to, we all fought on the bill. But Jonathan Jonathan Banks' um, opponent, I pulled out, so I brought in Son Son Montana, and he came in like two days or three days notice from the states. And he was in no shape whatsoever. Ain't been in the gym um, for for a while, and he had a bit of a gut in him. And he just put the gloves on, and he he gave Jonathan a, like, like a, a good fight. But at the end of it, he he was he was he was knackered. He went he, he, you know went in the in the change rooms. He lay on his back. He was in pain. He's oh just yeah. It was it was it was in big pain, you know. And that's what, that's what I mean. If you're not really prepared if you're not really prepared yeah then um yeah it's, it's, you can't get you can't get hurt you can get injuries all sorts yeah. yeah so i work with a lot of guys and we you know we're constantly talking about uh you know mission and mental health and yeah being motivated and so on so do you think much about like your future and what you're going to do once the boxing days are over or do you just do you just live day by day and think about the next fight Oh no, you, you do think you do you better both really, but um yeah, you think about your future. Like like I said, I'm doing obviously that like, personal training one to one. Um I wanna I'm trying to get my own uh boxing gym and um I I'm I'll I'll apply for my my pros um seconds, trainers seconds. So I want obviously I wanna do corners and so on and I, I wanna work with some that uh, so up some up becoming prospects, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I feel like I've been there. I've um, been there and I've won over the towers and I want to share my experience, you know? Sure, man. I'm guessing you must find it hard to train, like, you know, the general population, like a normal guy who just wants to lose a few pounds. I'm guessing the competitive nature you fought at, you need to train hungry and motivated people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm working... I'm, I'm happy to have some some kids at the moment, but yeah, I'm looking to hit hit London. Um, I'm working some of the gym gyms out there. 
Yeah, because you're you're based in in Reading still, right? You're a Reading fan as well, aren't you? Arsenal, Reading, well. Reading, and Arsenal. Yeah. What are you thinking? To <laughs> what do you think to Arteta? Is he is he the man? He's the man, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you're, happy, you're happy with that one? Yeah. He 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 support. Well, I'm a Coventry lad, so oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're my team. I'm not such a, a big fan of the football anymore. I, I used to be really into it, but no, I like my football, I like my boxing, but um, yeah. I'm not a hardcore follower like I used to be. I, I right, can't, right. can't give up on Saturdays anymore. You know, it used to be a whole day of going down the football, and then I'd be in a bad mood if my, if if they lost. And I thought oh, I can't be can't be doing with that. So, so the, the boxing gym. Would you like? Are you looking at setting that up like local or in London or or what plans do you have for that? That sounds exciting. Uh, uh, local, local is possible. Yeah, local yeah. possible. But and I've had a few people. Um, I've had a few people say to me, like, I should I should do it in London. Maybe. But I think oh, of London. Think of, think of London. There's a lot of competition. I mean, there's competition everywhere. But yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one. Well, I know that area quite well. My, my sister's down in Wokingham, which is not too far from Reading. So, yeah, I think you should do it there, man. Then I could... Uh... Do you know what, Wokingham? Yeah, that's where my sister... Yeah, so, so I live... I live... I live from maybe about five minutes away from Wokingham. Oh, that's fun. I love it down um, there. I love it. Yeah, so... So, um, there, there's there's a gym there. There's Embrook... There's Embrook Boxing Gym in Wokingham. And they, they cancel... I think I spent like 300,000 300, pounds on some boxing gy- combat gyms, a combat gym. But there's, there's been high demands in the area for for, for boxing and kickboxing and stuff. So they're, they're, open, they're opening a gym there. I think, I think it's opening soon. And um, obviously, it's not it's not a boxing, it's not like a club, but where fighters can go there and just train. Oh, nice, man! Is that where you? Is so, that where you're doing the majority of your training? Then is that where you're at? Or are you well, doing... no, no. Um, I'm going to go down there and just, just, just see the, see the, see the owner, and, and obviously, um, I'll go from there. I'll have to go down. I'm not sparring you, though. I know that. <laughs> hey, you have to pay me a lot of money to get in the ring and just spar with you, even if you were nice to me just for one round. It, I wouldn't get in there for nothing. I certainly wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't do the last minute phone call the night before. Alex, do you fancy sparring tomorrow? I'll be like, no, no. Oh, no. mate. Oh. It, was good. It, it, it was good, mate. It was good of us, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, man. So, like I say, with a lot of the guys that, that I work with, Michael, like we, we often delve into the whole mental health scene. Because for me, it's as important as the physical training, you know. Yeah. Getting the body right for me is the, one of the best things Definitely. you can do with your head. Yeah, eating well. But we kind of like to encourage the guys – I guess to talk, but to take action as well. Now, I know you've had your your kind of uh, fair share of challenges in life as well. I hope you don't mind me bringing this up. But like I say, back in 2009, uh, you, you had that traumatic incident where your sister Jeanette, um, yeah, she took she took her life uh, and you, you know, you had to deal with that. Like, obviously, that's such a traumatic and big part of your life. How did you, how did you handle that? And then not only how did you handle it, but how did you continue to, keep disciplined and, and, and stay in the fighting and so on when so much such big happens in your life and all you want to do probably is 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 not face the world and, and not do the things that you've been doing. Yeah it, um yeah, it, it was tough. It was tough. Obviously that it was a shock to us all what, what you know what happened. And uh, obviously at the time I was supposed to be in um in prize fire with uh Oil Harrison, Danny Williams 
we supposed to be in a plot fight, and then that, and then I wasn't training for that. But then my sister was, you know, just took her life. Um, yeah, my, you know, my mom said that I wasn't. Oh, well, so maybe I, I could carry on to do it for my sister, but then no, I said, no, I can't. I said, it's family time now, mm. it's family time. I, I ain't got time for a price, but so you know, my mom said, no, no, you're not doing that because I'm not. So I pulled out of there and, um, yeah, spent time with the family and and my nieces and stuff. And yeah, it took, it took a little while to get over that. And then, yeah, I got back into training once I was there, yeah, once I, got, I was. Once I got once I got myself right, back in training, and then obviously I was a four back. Obviously, my sister would want me to obviously carry on and 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 do well, you know. So yeah, yeah, that's what that's what led me. Obviously, and, and I got my had my sister, had my son in the shorts. Just yeah, just just encouraged me to to get there and do well. Yeah. So how did you deal with it then? Because. Obviously, there'll be a lot of guys who listen to this who will go through various battles. We'll, we'll face various battles. Like, was there anything in particular that you put your faith in or that you did? Or did you just let like the natural procedure and the healing happen? Or, or did you actively try and, you know, move on and move move past it or try and handle things well? Like, what, you know, how, how do you deal with like some of the life's biggest challenges like that? Um, I, I just, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm a I'm a believer of God, mm-hmm. so that, that 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 did help me. I believe of God, and um, obviously the, my my training, keeping fit, um, yeah, it motivated me. But obviously, um, it kept me going because obviously I don't want to just sit there and if I sat there do nothing, I'll just be thinking about it or thinking and thinking. And I had to obviously I had to do something to get my mind. Like get my mind motivated to come in, so I was always in the gym. So it, it just yeah, it's it kind of like um, just just made me um, focus on that and not just focusing on what's what 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 had happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think uh, you've mentioned you know the faith in God. I think during our toughest times, I think we need faith in something, don't we? Otherwise, you know, where do we go if we don't have faith in anything? I think that's really important. Yeah, definitely. It, it helped me. It helped me with obviously with God praying, and uh, obviously I know my I, I know my sister was 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 up was up there was up there with God. So I know she was she was she was okay, you know. And yeah. she and she wasn't she wasn't no she she wasn't in, in pain. She just yeah, you know. Yeah. I know she suffered from postnatal depression. So okay. was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I always feel guilty. I only I only turn to God when when I need to, rather than a daily practice. You know, I always wait for the worst times to come. Do you have like habits and routines that you know kind of um, allow you to to do various prayer and and so on, or or, or do you do you do what I do and, and use God sparingly? Sorry, would you uh, would you sorry? What would you mean? So do you do you have like a, a faith practice? So I only I, I was saying I only turn to God when like things are at their worst. I feel guilty sometimes for doing that. Do you have a like a regular practice where like you will pray oh. like daily? Yeah, sorry about it. I can hear you. That's um, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you know I always pray. Like, obviously, I do my best to pray in the mornings. Um, and pray before I go to bed, or um, sometimes when things. 
go wrong and was that I'll play like oh god you know I just I just I leave it in, in, in his hands but I pray you know what I mean I just yeah I just I just I just I just, I just pray everything's gonna everything's gonna work out um I always pray always I pray for people that are, that are ill I, I just go into his routine you know um always praying when when things um come up and then like, obviously when I whenever I see a hearse go past with a coffee I'm always doing the when I see one, you know. Yeah. So you've used used the word routine there. So I'm big on. Like, do you have a do you have your own daily routine set up from like morning till night with your nutrition, with your training? Are you a creature of habit, Michael? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I had I had COVID um, three weeks ago. Well, about three weeks ago. So I, I, I was I was out for a while, and obviously lost some of my strength and stuff. But I'm back in the gym now, so. I, I go I go to the gym at five thirty in the morning, um, for about for a couple of hours. Then I was like, I come back, um, drop myself out, and then sort my door out, um, drop her to school. Then um, obviously I got some some clients I train, and then um, yeah, I train them, then I pick up my daughter, go back home, and then um, yeah, I, I, I do stay home and do homework and stuff. So that's kind of like the routine, really. At the moment, I'll have to uh, I'll have to come down and have a session when I'm at my sister's next. I'll have to book. Was that was that? I'll have to book in a session with you when I'm at my sister's down south. Man, listen, whenever people train me, the, the people are loving it because they 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 you know, as time goes on, if they're seeing the benefits. Yeah, no, the I'm not doing and, and... Yeah, I'm not sparring you though. I'll do pads. I ain't. Sparring. I don't do no sparring. I'll be oh, I'm just doing pads. <laughs> you haven't got to worry about sparring me. I think you'd be all right. I think you could. In fact, you out of retirement for, to fight me, that you, that you get your win then. Yeah, but 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 I <laughs> said the, the the only thing you'd be getting hit with is the pad. <laughs> good, mate. Good. <laughs> yeah, because I saw your your video on Instagram of you deadlifting, man. You're strong as hell as well. So I don't want no. Was that? Was that? I saw your video on you deadlifting on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't, want, don't don't want none of that, man. I don't don't want a piece of that. What does a heavyweight like you eat? Like, are you, are you a big eater? I'm a what? A big eater. Like, what's a heavyweight like you eat? Oh, yeah. when I'm in training, yeah, I I eat big. Like, you know, um, I've obviously breakfast I have like mose like a bottle of mosley or porridge, um, with honey, um, you know, come um. Yeah, well, that's about that's about five. That's about I eat that about half four in the morning, and with coffee, well, water, then coffee, and then um, yeah, come breakfast. When I come back, I've like six boiled eggs. Um, they come lunchtime. I've like obviously chicken breast, um, salad, uh, vegetables, uh, a little bit of potato for like, carbs, and then uh, obviously um, in the evening, yeah, I've I've my, um, I've, I've the main meal. Yeah, sounds good, man. Are you a fan of like a cheat day? Do you have a cheat cheat day or a cheat meal? Or yeah, sometimes I, sometimes I might have a cheat day. I might have a burger king on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good, man. Sounds good. You eat pretty healthy, then. You eat pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I do. Sometimes, sometimes I don't. But at the moment, yeah, I'm eating. I'm eating quite healthy. I'm, I'm eating healthy because I'm back in training. Um, back doing the weights, back doing cardio. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling nice and strong now. Good man. I don't know what I do without training, to be honest, Michael. Like it keeps me um, good mentally, physically, keeps me out of trouble, keeps me on path. I dread to think 
what would happen if I got injured or, or, or so on. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't fighting? Like, if you weren't a fighter, like, do you ever think, like, what, what else you would do? Well, if, if I wasn't boxing? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'd be. You, you always, when you ask that question to people or or fighters, they always say, oh, I'll probably end up in prison or they, they do something bad. You know? But um, I always thought about when I, um, I always thought that I would get into IT, to be fair. Yeah, that's a bit when different. I finished, when I finished school, I was looking at IT, then being doing IT, but my um, mum encouraged me to start at uh, sixth form and go and do college, college, I think, or uni, but boxing was just in my head. I just, yeah, it was all, since I started when I was failing, like I said, and I was when I, all the way through my school years, everything was boxing. So, yeah, I said to my mum, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just, everything was boxing. Mum said, listen, you need something. You need something to fall back on when you finish. But I, I yeah, I never listened. Wish I did now. But yeah, I never listened. I, I was just boxing all the way. But like I said, I've got I've got a boxing experience to pass on to to the fighters and personal personal clients. Yeah. Oh, mate, you got a wealth of experience. Yeah, I think anyone who's under your wing will be very lucky to to be taught by someone who's who's got the skills and the knowledge that you have. I, yeah, I'm sure people will be queuing up to train with you man yeah I've, I haven't put it out there yet um, I've got a few plans but I will be um, I'm putting it out there for or after Christmas yeah and then have, and go from there sounds good man What's the, what do you think the number one thing boxing's taught you if, if, if it's taught you anything any skill like what would you say that the main thing you've learned from the discipline and dedication of being a professional fighter is what was it taught me yeah, what's the number one thing that has taught you being a professional fighter, living that life? Like it's taught me, it's taught me, um, it's taught me yeah, discipline, discipline. It's, it's um, it's taught me how to control, control my temper. Um, you know, and and, and it's taught me how to. It's taught me how to obviously, um, I have to do, I do a situation really. It's, 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 it's there's a lot boxing. Boxing for me uh, and a lot of people was like number one sport, number one, because you know it's, it's not just like physical thing, but mentally it's it's good, it's good for your mind mentally. Yeah, the, the, the training and so on. It's just yeah, yeah. Discipline, discipline is is essential. It sounds. I think a lot of people hear the word discipline, and it's it 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 sounds like it's not a good thing. It sounds really restrictive, but it it gives you a good life, doesn't it? I always try and you know encourage guys to to find some form of discipline in their life because it gets you what you want. If you're disciplined with your food, you get in great shape. If you're disciplined with your money, you have money in the bank. So for me, discipline is something that, that we should be training every guy from, from a young age to learn. And I think boxing, is, you know, I boxed for, for a few years. It's definitely the toughest but most disciplined thing I've tried. I think getting more young lads into to, to a boxing sport, even if it's not sparring, so I don't know what your thoughts are on sparring age, like Michael, like how old how old you think kids should be when they let loose. But it doesn't matter. It's all about the training and the lifestyle that goes with it. I think. Yeah, it is. It is about the training lifestyle. I mean, if you're thirty, if you're if you're young and you're, you're sparring, it's all good, you know. But sometimes I feel like uh, not so much amateurs, but as a professional, uh, the damage is done to sparring. You know, because obviously you get gym walls. You know, gym walls it happens a lot, and um, I just think a lot of there's a lot of fighters out there who are who damage. Not not I mean damage like mad, but you know, there's they they you know they 
they're kind of like missing something, you know, timing, their balance, their balance over the players. And it, it's, for me, it's, it's mainly sparring. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it's not, it's not so much the fights, it's, it's mainly sparring, but um, it's like, you know, sparring, when you spar with, uh, with these world champions, it's, you know, it's full on. It's full on. And, you you know, when, you, when I spar with Klitschko, they were wearing like 18 ounce gloves and, it's tough, now. and then you think you think when Vladimir goes in the ring and he puts ten ounce gloves on, it's um yeah, it's a different ball game, different ball game. Yeah, well, I've never never fought at any decent level, but if you have a look at my nose, goes goes that. <laughs> this is all same here, same Broke my ribs just through sparring because, like you say, it can get a bit heated sometimes in there and even with 16 ounce gloves on, you like, you feel it. I think people say 16 ounce gloves like it's nothing, but you get hit flush with 16 ounces by someone good, you still know you've been hit, man. So, like you say, if you're sparring daily, like a lot of guys do, because they just like to fight, it's, yeah, I can see what you're saying. It's probably more inside of the the sparring that the, the, the damage is done. So, going back to that age thing, what, what do you think is a good age? Like, Because I think a lot of times parents live their life through their children. So, they want their kids to get in the ring and get stuck in when they've never been in the ring once. So, like, what age do you think is good for somebody who wants to find out a bit more about themselves and about boxing? Like, what what kind of age do you think lads would be um, wise to get in the ring out and start doing a bit of sparring? Well, probably, well, 13, 14, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, 13, 14. But, you know, but obviously when they start, like, 30, 14, they're not, they're not, um, they're not straight away going to start sparring. It probably, probably eight, eight months down, down the line. Eight months, nine months. Um, like, like a guy that I know, he trains his amateurs, and he's like, I don't let them spar for a whole year mm. when they when they when they're starting. You know, I want he wants them to get fit. He wants them to obviously know all the punches and so on. Then then he lets them spar. And how, how do you think we encourage people to keep their skills in the ring? So how how do you how do you get a young lad who's fourteen or fifteen who starts getting pretty good with his hands? Like how do how do we encourage people like that to to keep their skills inside the boxing gym? Because it could be quite easy at that age to start taking it out with them, taking it to school on the street. Like, have you got any advice on that or like any experience in that one? Yeah, you, you, listen, you just got you just got you just got to remind them that you know what don't don't use your fist outside. Because obviously, when I when I was boxing, our coach would be like, you know, you know what? Don't use your fist. Don't get into no fights because you will lose. You will lose your 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 license. You will you will lose your you know your for, for your right to box in the ring. And and that always played my mind. You know, not 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 that I was a fight anyway, but it always played my mind. Like you know what? Um, sometimes there'd be a situation where I could be getting a fight, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing it because if I if I, if I do something to this guy. I'm not boxing. I mean, I, I get my license removed and I, that's my boxing done. So I always had that in the back of my mind. But of yeah. course, if someone if somebody started me first or hit me first, then it's a different ball game, you know. But yeah. I wasn't I wasn't one to start a fight. No, well, I think that'd be a bit foolish to to pick on you. <laughs> yeah, that's all the danger though. You could live, you could really hurt someone, you know. Like if you yeah, smack yeah, them, you could kill yeah, them that, right? that, like, your skills. That that's that, that's how they say it. They say it like end of the day, you, you've been trained with you, you you've been trained to use your hand, so you know what you're doing when, when you're fighting. You know what punches to throw. You know the, you're fighting somebody who's just a, like a normal guy or just knows how to really swing his hands, but he don't know what he's doing. But 
you know exactly what you're doing. So they, that's why in the law, if, if you caught caught fighting, definitely you're a boxer. You, you can go down. Yeah, man. And, and that's and that's and that's what. Do you remember a guy called Dean Francis? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I mean, God, God rest his soul. He, he yeah. died some years ago, but he he got into a situation where I think he was in a takeaway. I might be wrong, but he was in a takeaway, and he saw a girl get hassled by three men, or and he went in there and he 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 you know you know them all out, and um he got like he got like two years, right? He served about I think then like maybe a year or twelve months out of it. But then, even when he came out, the board wouldn't give him his license. He had to, he had to wait like another six months before he could do anything, you know. So, and they, and the board says to him, "Would you do that again?" He said, "No." But he he was just save he was just saving the girl, which is sad. And 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 that's the punishment. He, that's the punishment. He, you know, he, he he gets. Well, I think it must be hard. Like some of the best fighters have had the toughest upbringings, haven't they? So yeah. you can imagine that you know. It's in them. So to be able to switch it on and off, I can see how that would be a challenge, especially if you see something like that on a night out and you're you want to do the right thing and you probably, you know, you got these to use and you're good with yeah. them. It must be hard for a for a you know a good fighter like yourself even to to, to switch off and and to get aggressive in the ring but be non-aggressive outside of it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is tough. It's it's tough. Yeah. Um, How did but, you deal with your nerves and, and that, Michael, before you were fighting? Because I'm guessing you experienced anxiety and nerves and fear. But what were your management skills for handling these emotions that you that you feel? You know what? It was it was hard. It was hard. It was hard to do, especially when you have big fights. Mm. You know, you, you got butterflies. You're you're thinking about your opponent. I was, you know, especially if he's uh, if you know he's he's like well class or he's a pancho. It's like, you know, I I, I always. Right, but I'll kind of like sometimes it, it, you know I like my trainer wants me to, he wants me to get warmed up quite soon, and then um you know it's um yeah yeah get warmed quite soon, but usually I like I'm not warming up until last minute because it was my nerves. I didn't want to I didn't want to get up as like warm up too much. Sometimes I think I'm going to burn myself out, so I I used to sit there until it was like ten minutes when I was ready to go. All right, all right, let's go and warm up. And um, yeah. once once I knew it was near time, I I punch and punch and the, the nerves kind of it wasn't so bad then. Obviously, when I went out there, um, and the bell went and the first punch, the first punch came. Then all my nerves, I think I got in there because that's it. I'm in the fight. But beforehand, um, yeah, I'm I'm back and forth to the toilet. Um, yeah, just yeah, just just drinking. And sometimes, obviously, like um. I'm, I could be quite moody. If, if you know, if the campus kept coming in on oh, and shining me, it's doing my head in. I was, I was, I wasn't really, I wasn't really friendly. I was, I was quite annoyed. I just, I just want people to leave me alone. You know. Yeah, that's understandable, man. And look, even the great. I just, want, I just want to be left to. I just want to be left for my mind to deal with, uh, deal with the task ahead. Yeah, yeah, totally understandable. And like I say, when, you know, you hear from Mike Tyson, who's you know admits that he cried before pretty much every fight. So yeah, it it, it shows you. Did you ever go in the ring with with the fear of being knocked out, or did you always think about knocking out the opponent? I always thought about knocking out an opponent. But at the same time, I always thought about you know, like sometimes I was thinking to myself, oh no, I'm, what happens if I lose? I might lose. This might happen. You know, I had a lot of things going in in my mind. So, but oh yeah, I always thought about 
get out there and, and, and obviously knock him. Just imagine my opponent knocked out. Or, or you know, I'll call him a body shot. Call well, when I'm working, when I'm looking at my opponent, studying him, I see some openings. I I just put in my mind like, is it, this is going to happen? You know, when I fade this shot. Yeah. What's your shot, man? What's your what's your what's your favorite knockout shot? My favorite, my my hardest, and a lot of trainers have said this one too many pads. Is my left foot? Yeah. Uh, it's shame, like, I don't. Sometimes I don't really. I'm 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 I'm, you know, I'm always jabbing. I'm always the boxer, you know, but um, yeah, when I run on my left foot, like when I look, not that old housing, um, they're not that Colin Kenner. Is that same far as even like you know, I've just yeah, and I fed the left foot out, but I've never, I didn't fight enough, you know, yeah, yeah, nice. So, to, to, to any guy listening then who wants to improve his life a little bit, uh, get in better shape. Improve, improve his mindset a little bit. What do, you, what do you think a couple of the key things outside of training are to do just to make your life a little bit better? Because there's a lot of guys out of shape now that, you know, a little bit lost, you know, lockdowns hit, COVID was around, just got a little bit lost, bad habits. Like any anything you can encourage men to do that would make them better men? Um, What, in training? Yeah, in life, man, in life. Um, I'll say, obviously, their, um, their diet. Uh, diet, diet, is, diet is a big thing. Um, obviously, all over for the mind as well. Because some, I mean, like you know, you can't. Some men are drinking coke or out or just alcohol, beers. It's just, you know, you're just gonna feel rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, diet, so diet is a big thing. Um, yeah, um, obviously, reading a lot of reading. Um, yeah, just just studying certain things that you you're interested in. Just keep um. But yeah, just keep doing that really to improve your lifestyle. But I say I would say reading positive books, quotes, um, and yeah, and and a good diet. I've got to ask you about the reading now, man. Before we wrap up, like, I love reading. What what are you reading at the minute? I'm not reading enough at the moment. I'm not reading nothing at the moment. The last the last book I read was uh, Mark Prince. Okay, what's that? Um. It's, it's, it's about his son. Obviously, his son got murdered, and um, his son got killed. He's a promised football player. So, yeah, I was reading about obviously Mark from from Mark and his family from when he was a kid growing up, and it was <laughs> it was quite interesting. He he he's actually been for a hard time through throughout his life. Have you read any of uh, Jeff Thompson's work? I've yeah, I got I had one. Um, I got one of his books. I read it years ago, but I need to get. I can't do it again. I did have something about the elephant. Yeah, elephant and the twig. I'll tell you what I'll yeah, do. After, yeah, after, this, I'll grab your, after this, I'll grab your address. I'll send you a couple of books. I think you'll like them. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I forgot all about that book. I don't think I would completely read it, but um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the last book I read was Mark Prince. But Je- Jeff's on, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he used to, I mean, he used to knock people out for fun on the door, man, but he's changed his whole life around. I'm, you know, I know him quite well now and he's a really inspirational guy. So I'll send you a couple of his books so you see what you think. Is, 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 have, you, have, you, have you read his books? Yeah, I've read them all, man. Like I said, how do, how do, you read all his books? I've read all his books, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big so fan. How, how, do, how, do you find, how do you find his books? How do you find them? Good, very good? Brilliant. They're brilliant. They get, they get harder every time because he gets more and more advanced and he speaks some stuff that I don't understand. It goes over my head, but 
I, I think he's fantastic. So I'll send you a couple and you can let me know what you think, man. That'd be cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be cool. So when when can we expect you back in the ring then? I, I'm look I'm looking out for it now. I feel bad that I said that you retired, so I apologize. But when when are no, you no, back? No, 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 don't apologize because the thing is it, when you're when you're when you're quiet and you're not doing and there's nothing you're not making your name's not really out there, everyone thinks you're retired. That's that, that's it. I mean everyone 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 thinks I'm retired anyway, but I'll just I'm a I'm a silent guy. I don't really say what I'm doing. I I keep it quiet. So next next year maybe next year we we'll see you in the ring. No, hopefully. But you know, you know, if it, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. If it don't, you know, I've I've had a great career. Cool man. And well, uh, obviously, I like to train. I can. I like to do personal training and train fighters. So yeah, wow. I can't. I can't complain. I, I've had a. I've had a great career. I fought everybody. Um. Yeah. Fought former champion Lamont Brewster. Yeah. You know. Uh, Corey Sanders and yeah. spam with the Klitschko's I uh, went to Lance Lewis training camp I've, I've been there so it's, it's okay. great yeah you have had, and that's why I was so excited to speak to you man so I really but I really really appreciate you giving up your time because no say, thank you no thank you for, for inviting me on the show mate no mate absolute pleasure you've made my day man and I'll come and do a little bit of pads with you man I'll show you how to do it alright I'll, I'll teach yes, you <laughs> Right, you're the man. You're a real gentleman, mate. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Take care now. Bye.